And we are live. Thank you so much, everyone. And happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. Uh, this is going to be a special episode. Uh, we're still celebrating Father's Day. And we're going to have uh, two guests on our live stream. We have father and daughter, Mike and Zoe Hinton. All right. Uh, they are some of the biggest Star Wars fans I've ever seen. And they are two of the nicest people that we've ever met. So we are so glad to have them on the podcast. Um, feel free. This is a live stream. You know, we're going to talk about Star Wars and cosplay. Um, any other topic that you want to discuss with the four of us, let us know. Uh, drop your comments in and uh, let's get ready to introduce our guests, Zoe and Mike Hinton. Hello, everyone. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Hi. Hello. Mike, that was happy awesome intro. Yeah. All right. So, Zoe, we went back and watched what? No, 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 that's good. Okay, go ahead. Went back and watched. <laughs> Went back and watched your Star Wars story. It's wonderful and an amazing, inspiring video that anyone can find on YouTube. So, could you tell us a little bit about your earliest memory of you and your father sharing Star Wars? Whether it was something you watched or something you attended, something you did, just in general. Mm, I mean, my honestly, my earliest memory of us sharing Star Wars is just one of my earliest memories of us. Period. Um, and it's playing, I would always want to play, uh, Lego Star Wars with my dad and I would run, want to run around and pick up all the coins and all the little things that they drop and he'd just want to. While I was <laughs> getting destroyed. <laughs> he <laughs> wanted to play the level. Um, and that's probably one of the earliest I can think of off the top of my head, but there's obviously so many as we, um, go in later and also playing, playing Battlefront a little bit. Yes. Yes. I, I wasn't quite coordinated enough yet to, <laughs> to handle on those controls. Right. I maybe still am not quite <laughs> coordinated enough for video games all the time. Yeah, she can't remember, but when she was an infant, like months old, I would just put Star Wars on and just play it. I mean, back in the day when you had to actually get up, and, I think it was actually VHS, um, and I would just play it while I was, you know, I was learning how to be a dad, so I just had it playing the whole time. Um, wow. And then in the video, and by the way, it's a it's a it's a beautiful video. Uh, your Star Wars story, Zoe. Uh, it's very inspirational. So you know, you know we love watching it. I we've seen it over and over. <laughs> um, you talked about trooping with your dad at such a young age, and I know you're very young, and you probably didn't really know exactly what it was about. Mm -hmm. Maybe it felt like Halloween to you. You know, I saw you were dressed up as a Jawa. Um, but can you remember that experience? What was that experience like for you? Yeah. So I started, I was six years old and I was a job. I remember the first event I did, I think it was, at, it was at an ALS benefit, something, something for it was a, an ALS dinner for families whose members were suffering with ALS. Yes. It was like a, 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 um, and I don't, that was something I learned later. I mostly remember, I thought there was a person in Commander Cody costume. I thought that was really cool. And I mostly remember the carpet because it was the first time I really wore the Jawa costume and the hood kept falling over my eyes. So I mostly remember the pattern on the carpet <laughs> from that event. Um, but yeah, it was kind of one of those things. I mean, it, it ruined, um, you know, mascots and, and, you know, Disney characters from a very young age for me. But <laughs> it was a fair trade-off, I think. Um, that, yeah, a lot of my early memories, you know, and, you know, when my mom would go with us, she would be, you know, my dad would be a stormtrooper, Saf and I would be Jawas, my mom would be there to wrangle us in, and 
Uh, that's a lot of early family events. Like our grandparent, my grandparents came to a couple of our events. I yes, remember yes. one. Um, and it just, it was just something we did as a family. And I, I think it, you know, like you said, like I was six, I didn't maybe fully comprehend, but he did drill it into my head on the drive to every event. He would drill it into me and Safi. He's like, okay, your Jawas, you can't speak English. You have to make your normal, you have to make your little Jawas sounds. You can't take your mask off. You can't ruin the illusion. Um, so that's something I did understand a little bit, but I think as I started to grow up older, grow older and like get, um, you know, a stronger handle on it of what it meant, I think it from a very early age really gave me an appreciation for, for helping people, you know, and it, you know, it could be the, the monetary help we did from charity events, helping them raise money and that kind of thing. And it could be, you know, give putting a smile on kids faces and, and giving them the chance to, to meet a star Wars character. Cause a lot of kids don't, you know, they don't get to, to go to Disneyland, to go to conventions and see, you know, their favorite star Wars characters right in front of them. And to, to be able to share that, with any kid anywhere, if they happen to be at this event, usually a community event and stuff is amazing. And I, it gave me a very early appreciation for what it means to to help people and put aside, you know, your own time to do it, but also to have fun. Like it, you know, it doesn't have to be a, a sacrifice necessarily. And, and learning how to balance that, I think was really important. And to be on my, so people don't think I was mean to her. <laughs> They didn't really let children do it with the 501st back then. So I, I didn't want my kids to be one more reason why children couldn't, you know, troop. Um, and yeah, I was, uh, it was just nice, um, to be, you know, to do it with your child. I mean, you, you, you guys know it from doing a podcast together. You have a yeah. whole family doing it. So. Yeah. Mm, we've had some experiences. Being a child has its benefits, and then ten seconds later, it doesn't. Okay. <laughs> well, our first our first big event after the ALS was um, Mummer's Day Parade. I think two thousand eight. Oh, yeah. Wow. And it was one of those patches. We have a patch somewhere for it, but it was, I think it was fifteen degrees out with nineteen mile an hour wind. Oh boy. And we had to line up in costume at ten a.m. in downtown Philly, and stand like just stand there and. <laughs> The Jawas were nice and warm, but all of us in Troopers, we had ice forming off our helmets and everything. Sweatsicles. Yeah, sweatsicles. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was that was what that was their their um uh I don't know, baptism by ice, yeah. I guess, not I was, fire. I was pretty warm. I had all sorts of layers under my Jawa robes, hand warmers. I was good. And anyone in anyone not in Philadelphia that doesn't know the Mummers Parade, it's basically the New Year's morning parade. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's a very big event here every New Year's Day. So, Mike, I want to go back uh, to the very beginning. You and I are about the same age. Yes, uh, I, I guess. Yes. Yeah, and I consider us pioneers of Star Wars <laughs> because we were at that age where we could go see Star Wars and pretty much understand or enjoy what is happening on the screen. Now, I didn't get to see my first Star Wars film until... Uh, the Empire Strikes Back. I couldn't get anybody to, uh, to see the first one. Uh, I was too young and I couldn't get anyone to take me, but my sister-in-law was very nice uh, to take me to see The Empire Strikes Back in 1980. So how did you see Star Wars and where did you see it and who took you to see the film? 
So I saw it in sometime in the summer of 77. I, I wish I remember, like, I always say, I wish I would have remembered to take a breath before I went in because I didn't realize how Star Wars was going to change my life. And I don't even remember who took me. My best recollection is we had, like, a an economy theater next to a store called James Way. And my grandmother used to just, like, buy us tickets and drop us off there to watch a movie and um, while she would shop at James Way. And I think that was that was why where i went and saw it um but i and i wanted to see it because i saw the tv commercials like i i saw that's what made me want to see star wars and um once i saw it i was i was floored but i didn't get to see it again because at my house growing up you would if you asked to see the same movie twice that that wouldn't have fl flew too well now you said when you saw it, you were floored what was going on in that young young kid's mind at the time or what 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 did star wars do for you how did it impact you well and, and part well part of it is and, and so i'm in a demographic where where um we don't have to look hard for to see ourselves on screen but growing up in the 70s i was raised by my grandparents and the only time you saw someone not raised by their parents was it was usually like an after school special and Tell him, you know, and so when I saw Luke being raised by his aunt and uncle, and that wasn't even really a story, it was just like it was just normal. Um, and that's also followed me along in my entire life to make sure I understand how things need to change. But that that's what I think that's what struck me first. And then Han Solo and Chewie struck me second because his ship was such a piece of junk. And like we we always had junker cars where my grandfather was working on them and stuff like that. And that's those two things just hit me at the right time at that right age. So, Mr. Mike, through your teenage and adult years, how long did it take for you to find like your community of friends who knew Star Wars and thought of it the same way you did? I did not find my community of Star Wars, I would want to say 1994. So I was well into my 20s. Because, like, everyone likes Star Wars in 77, 78. Like, it seemed like it was Star Wars was everywhere. And then somewhere after The Empire Strikes Back is when it started to wane a little bit. And so most of my friends, were they were growing up and they dropped off. Um, but I found my, I, I owned a comic book store in 94. And so that's kind of attracted my, that was that almost that minor resurgence of Star Wars, like, right it was kind of building towards the the re-release and stuff like that and so I, I star wars was always on my mind like i everything i did had some kind of star wars attached to it um in college i had a i had a um 68 volkswagen bus a pink one and if you ever driven an old volkswagen bus they have two heater levers that are right here and just in my mind i always played that they were the hyperspace you know levers and stuff like, I'm sorry, Keith's like, I right, get this guy off. No, when, when, I, when I when I when I first got married, I had to rebuild a furnace, and what would keep me working was I just pictured Han hanging over pipes and working on the Falcon. Like even even today, if I work on something, I just that's that keeps my mind focused for and not getting frustrated. Um, it's just you know, yeah. I actually like doing that kind of stuff, like building things, especially home repair stuff. That's fun. 
Unless it involves like chores, in which case I am fully uninvested. True story. Like, unless you're giving me money to do these chores, which you don't, Dad. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's true. I am um, not obligated by contract or by word to do anything for you. Uh, <laughs> he sounds like a, a, a true businessman here. Yes. You might get an item. You might get an itemized bill of your living expenses if you're not careful. <laughs> I get an itemized bill of my podcast expenses. Yeah. Okay. They pay me for that. Uh, yes, uh, we pay you for something, right? So you do editing. You do uh, quite a few, you know edit quite a few of our episodes. So yes. we do give you that incentive, right? Yes, I bought Minecraft. Okay. Yes, right. That, that was going to be my next question. Like, what do you do with the money you get? But you're a Minecraft. Well, actually, I saved up like hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. So funny story. So basically, the producer's holding her head. Anyway, <laughs> I'm just happy. <laughs> Can't wait to hear this story. Go ahead. So back in 2022, I was at camp, and to make a long story short, I got to leave early, and I had two days before camp officially ended for everyone else, and the weekend started, and then I was going to be entering the, uh, what grade am I? Fifth. Yeah, fifth grade. Right. Time flies. So, me and my mom, we just went on this shopping spree, and I ended up in Target. You know, Target. So, I'm, I went around, and I bought as many Minecraft Lego sets as possible on my podcast dime. I also bought a, I also bought a wallet, and I still have it to this day. That wallet has lasted me a year now. Whew. Pretty nice. Mm -hmm. Nice. So, yeah. That's, that's the story. And I bought a bunch of Minecraft Lego sets, and I still have them. Okay. Not I see your Minecraft sword say, you. but I have them. Mm -hmm. There's a uh, Minecraft sword behind me, Keith. That's it. Okay. Yeah. And I like your Daily Bugle, too. Yes, the Daily Bugle. And the goat boat with the screaming goats to go, ah! Yeah, you just got that, and you just built that today. Yeah. I built that screaming goat in like a half hour. Yeah. All right. Uh, we have some Q&A. All right. You guys ready for some Q&A? What do we have? Let's see. Who's, who is here? Eric Elliott. Thank you. Eric, did you read the Shadows of the Empire comic book in the day? Shadows of the Empire. I did not read it. Did you, Mike? I did. <laughs> I think I was more of a Shadows of the Empire 2 mm -hmm. um, comic book. But I did read like the Dark Horse comics and stuff like that. Um, I, but I was always there was an interview with George Lucas where he said something about the movies always counted more than anything else. And so I was always um, like a purist in that regard. Like because, you know, the, and then for this will be like the super nerdy thing. But there was some weird storytelling with aliens that kind of messed up with the movies back when Dark Horse was doing it. And when that all that happened, I kind of like I, I better like just keep my distance from the comic books because it might mess up if they ever make new movies if that makes right. any sense you also got no i get it old copies the advanced reader oh yes yes when so before no after i had my comic book store and i used to drive truck and delivered all the manuscripts um downtown um manhattan and they would give us the pre-reader copies so i would read in my truck because they they would have a room like if like if an author has a book and they they just had these book rooms where I would deliver books and books to them. And then eventually they'd say to us drivers, well, look, can you guys just take some of these? So I would take any Star Wars books and books on tape, and I would just read them while I was in my truck. Like, that's how I read Shadows of the Empire and uh, 
a cup like that Han Solo book that everyone hated. Um, and I would get copies that have like typos in them because they, they'd be like a solid blue cover and stuff. So yeah, Star Wars stayed alive. And then you know when the, when the new stuff started hitting, like I think the first thing I saw in the early '90s was the Bendums. You remember the Bendums? Um, I uh, I feel like I've heard that name. Yeah, no, it was I like uh, they were like those flexible toys that were kind of terrible that just have wires in them and you could for bend them. But what oh. my, what I what I noticed was they had an R two D two with the third leg when I was going through a toy store and that was like, that was the, like the beginning of all the stuff starting to come in from star Wars. That was sometimes, I think that was sometime in the early nineties. Yeah. yeah. Eric, I, I do recall after I saw, Eric. no, Eric, I like with the question. Oh, right. I, I do recall that, um, you know, when star Wars came out, Marvel comics was doing an adaptation of star wars and uh you know i read a few issues it wasn't something they weren't good very good um uh, and then the the likeness you know if you look at you know how they're drawn in the comic book they look nothing like the actors in the movie so i kind of got lost in it i i remember I, I did have one issue i may still have it where the only thing i remember in that comic was the very end the last panel where there was a kiss between Luke and Leia. Well, that's <laughs> an age well. Wow. Oh, <laughs> again? Even Marvel Comics had no idea where this was going. <laughs> I just found that so funny. Yeah, well, I... um. Yeah. Yeah, the... the like, remember the cards, the Topps cards? Yes, I do, yes. I, I remember at my grandfather's house, we took some of his tacky putty, and I covered my whole wall with those cards. Mm -hmm. And then he had to he had to take them all off and paint the whole wall because it put little grease marks all. Over. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah we've I had that you. problem. I got and you. Then yeah. we had I, once, I once had a web shooter and I shot webs <laughs> on the ceiling, and uh, it, it, it's still there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then we had Burger Chef. Do you remember? Did did they have a Burger Chef where you were at? Not a Burger Shack. No. Mm -mm. It was a burger chef that had a cardboard Star Wars thing that your food went in. Yeah. Like right in the middle of Lancaster County, Amish and all, they had a burger chef. And I remember bugging my grandmother to go get the the Star Wars whatever meal thing it came with. Wow. 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 Yeah. And speaking, then, go ahead. speaking of like food restaurants that have, you know, nice presentation, Waffle House, everybody. <laughs> Okay. So there's there's a waffle house up by um Dutch Wonderland. Yes. Oh wait, yes. 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 I with that. Yes. 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 every day. Okay. Zoe, did you ever tell did you ever tell anyone your waffle house story? No, I don't tell anyone the waffle house. Okay, that that, that exact waffle house. We shouldn't tell ours either. Yeah. <laughs> that waffle house, I think Zoe yeah. was very little, and I think uh -huh. she got syrup on her hands and she wound up wiping it all over the window. Okay. Yeah. So when you pass that Waffle House by Dutch Wonderland. Yes. That's, that's the one. Spot. Keith, that was a Dairy Queen when I was a kid. Okay. I, yeah, I was about to ask, you know, has that how long has that been there? But yeah. But you know, and Mike, I want to get back to what you were saying about community. Can I can I ask you something real quick? <laughs> yes, Keith. Did the Dairy Actually, Queen look better than the Waffle House now? Actually, no. <laughs> the Waffle House, I bet the Waffle House looks more run down and older than the DQ that was there in like the 90s or whatever it was around. What was that around? Oh. Nope. 
Well, I, I, I don't know, but no, yeah, it, the Waffle House. Oh, no, House, but the okay. Waffle House manages to, like, it's been we, there. We hope there's like, new Waffle House years. people listening. There yeah. goes your Waffle well, House sponsorship. Yeah, exactly right. Well, I mean, yeah. to all the Waffle House we, people listening, they're probably at Waffle House right now. It's probably 3 a.m. their time. <laughs> we probably lost half they of our- They have nowhere else to go. Okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Bringing it back to Star Wars. Okay. Uh, so community, you're talking about community, Mike. I didn't have that community either. Um, it, yeah, it was it was unusual because you know yes, after 1983 you had Return of Jedi. Then you're right, there was a lull with Star Wars and no one really talked about it. And I stopped talking about it. Um, and then you know, of course, there are other things going on. There was Indiana Jones, and they had a Batman movie come out, and you know, there was so many other Batman. things that took place between 83 and 99 um, right. that. Took away our, our our took our minds off of Star Wars, but yeah, I never did find that community until we actually started this podcast. You believe it or not, you know, and then having Keith, you know, be the the, the next person I outside of two of my buddies, the next person to love Star Wars as much as I do, you know, here he is sitting right here. And the next generation, yeah, the next generation. So this was this was awesome, you know, that yeah. I, I love that, you know, st- even though Star Wars wasn't at the front of my mind, it, it never left me, you know, it, it stuck with me. Well, some of my first searches when the internet first, this makes me feel really old. When the internet first came around was Star Wars. Like I got onto Star Wars bulletin boards because I wanted from the first time I saw a sand trooper, I wanted sand trooper armor. Like, hmm. like that's, that's what I came out. Like I was like, I wanted stormtrooper armor. So I, um, I worked on that. Speaking until- of armor, actually, um, when did you begin to design your costumes? Like, what'd you use and what'd you create? How'd you make it? Because I would, I would have made my own costume. I would have made like a custom clone trooper armor with like blue and red stripes and a mix of phase one and phase two armor, like um, something cool, like like some um, some golden shin guards or something with like gold gold lining on the shin guards. That would be epic. Nice. Well, we use we use um a combo of, of a bunch of stuff. So um Zoe's armor is eight uh three millimeter PVC and Sabine. And Sabine. what did I say? You just said my armor, but oh yeah, her Sabine armor. Sabine. Her Sabine armor. I'm turning my mic down, I heard feedback. Um her armor is uh three millimeter PVC, and you can buy sheets of it and you cut it um and make it however you want. But what I would recommend, Keith, is you have to get invited to one of the Mandalorian Mercs armor parties. Oh. I mean, I know you want to make clone armor, but when it comes to, like, guys, I mean, the 501st and stuff is super helpful, and they'll help you build that. But I, I would recommend looking at clone armor because the the you could probably do a broadcast from one of their um, armor parties or something, and they would, they would help wow. you. Yeah, you know if you what? reach out to our, our local PA Mercs, you should see when they have it, are having an armor party next and see. I'm not sure. And they're not, they're, they're, most of them are not far from where you guys are at. In I the- think I might actually make like a Mandalorian armor and like I'll paint it with, I'll paint it like silver, like metallic silver with gold highlights. And then I'll get like a, like a leather jumpsuit. <laughs> That, that I can that I can put the armor on top of, and get this epic helmet with like the cool visor and like little gold marks and like maybe maybe even like like some um, hmm. 
Yes. Oh, I see. Okay, gotcha. Okay. I like to do that. Yeah. No, that's that's fine. No. Yeah. yeah. Like sometimes you just look at pre-existing characters. You're like, no. Well, go not you. The plus side to now is we have there with 3D printing because when we first started, 3D printing okay. was unheard of. Now with 3D printing, um, you can pretty much make anything you want. Or if you don't want to be bothered with the 3D printing, most people know somebody anymore that can help them with 3D printing. Um, and and we just we built uh, all sorts of stuff. And we have we have armor parties here. Usually try to have one at least once a year where we just invite friends and we just try to build things. Like we did a Tuscan Raider build party uh, last year. Um, you can so. 3D print chocolate now. <laughs> yes, you yes, can. you can. Um, but we like, like uh, suit. okay. But like my the stormtroopers are vacuum formed. The but the plus side to like um, the Mandalorian mercs are like they do custom work. Like if you do five hundred first, they you're screen accurate. They want it, you know. But with the Mando mercs, they do a lot of custom work. So you can make your own character. Like Ken, who does a podcast with me, he has one called Kenix, mm -hmm. and he designed it himself. And this is a silver one. He was at Fan Expo, but his, it looks somewhat like the Man Mandalorian, but it's different. And um, I think he he designed his first. Yeah, he, he had a silver Mando first before, yeah. before the show came out. <laughs> but you know, like we have, like that's Zoe's first armor right behind us with all the badges on it. Uh -huh. I see. That's yeah. um that's made with. Let me see my fingers here. This yes. the, the armor plates are made with three millimeter plastic. Back then, you could get a whole sheet. I think it was fifteen dollars. I think it's like thirty bucks now on Amazon. And you trace it, you cut it with an exacto knife, and you just heat it. And then the shoulder, the shoulder bells are actually made of a four-inch drain pipe elbow. Um, wow. So, wow. And and I never, honestly, I never thought I could do any of this till probably seven or eight years ago. Wow. Or however long. When did you have to be? Eight, year, nine years. Man, oh, that COVID really threw my calendar off. Yeah. 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 It's crazy up there. Mm -hmm. Are you going to say something else? I was going to say something. You know where I got the golden shin guard idea from? Where did you get that from? So I'm in Target, and I'm looking for that dark saber because I had $40 in gift cards, and I'm like, I want to unite Mandalore, so I'm going to need <laughs> I'm gonna need something to do that. <laughs> okay. And then I'm walking by, and I see these, these flash shin guards. I, I want you to take a guess how much the two of those were. The shin guards? Yeah. Uh, together, a pair, yes. $30. Higher. 75 No. Okay. It's between 30 and 35 well, Between 30 and 35 Yeah, it was like 35 bucks. Okay. okay. For those two things. Mm -hmm. All they did was light up and make sounds. I could make that myself. I got there you. There you go. That with better paint and colors of what they made. Point. Oh, yeah, you're even a merch for this movie's bad. Good point. We have more QA. All right, let's see what we have now. We have Star Wars Lawyer. TikTok was how I built my Star Wars community, and it's ever growing because there are more of us. I like that, Star Wars Lawyer. Thank you so much. I think I follow you, Star Wars Lawyer. I think I, I follow, I follow yeah. the Star Wars Lawyer yeah. too. Yeah, oh, and no. actually, I saw your tweet earlier today, Star Wars Lawyer. So good to meet you. Thank you for being on the, on the podcast. Hello there. Yeah. And then Eric, for most of my life, my only true Star Wars community was my father and the occasional nerd friend. Now I communicate with multiple Star Wars channels. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Now we are we, you know, we have the best community. I know you can say a lot about 
uh, are Star Wars fans, but I, I'm enjoying it. I'm loving every minute of it. You know, meeting people like you, 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 you too. Yeah. Um, but this is wonderful. You know, I feel like I fit in. To I this can minute. make a closet for the Okay. That's another thing with every costume I want. Let's listen to our guests. Well, that, <laughs> that's another thing with trooping from such a young age is yeah. You know, I I feel like I I was never really missing that community. You know, even when I was you know a kid in school and like you know when Clone Wars was coming out, Star Wars was like a little bit cool with some people. But like when Clone Wars ended and before like anything else was coming out, but like even when Rebels was coming out, like Star Wars was not cool and. It you know it was at school and stuff. It was lonely sometimes, but I knew like well this weekend I have a troop and I can go and I can hang out with my Star Wars people that get it and um, and I think having that has always been really valuable and having knowing that there is that community there even if it's not where I am right now it's there for me always and, and that was something I always appreciated and very grateful I had growing up. And you had the dad batch on. Or you had yes, your dad, but yes, yes, we did. Um, but John uh, Hunter from the dad batch, um, I met him through building costumes at the beginning of COVID. And um, uh-huh. when Zoe was out in California, he kind of like he gave her rides to troops mm-hmm. and kind of watched out for her when they did late night troops mm-hmm. and stuff. So, you know, he spread the Star Wars dad across the country, yeah. you know. Wow. Well, and that, you know, when I was in California, that was something that really made me appreciate the Star Wars community because I went out there and, you know, people that I went out there with in my college program that also went to LA, some of them didn't know anybody. And that, you know, you know, it was, it was lonely for them and it was hard. And, you know, and it, um, where I didn't really feel that, like, I still got homesick. I still miss my family, still miss everyone over here. But like, I had people, I had friends that let me stay at their place before, before, uh, before my apartment was ready. And, people who I could, you know, count on and talk to. And, and I knew I had, if, if, you know, there was like an emergency or something happened and, you know, there's even, I love, I tell, I feel like I tell a story in like every podcast. <laughs> I go on. It's a good story. But it's such a good story. The, like when I moved in my apartment, I just got, I was, you know, didn't, I had a little downtime after and I was just looking on the Mandalorian, the local Mandalorian Mercs boards just to see. And I saw they were having an armor party that weekend and it wasn't terribly far from my apartment. And so I was, I was like, oh, I'll just, I'll just, you know, I messaged the host and asked if I could come explained. I was like, I don't have anything to work on. I just want to meet you guys. And they let me come. And it was amazing. Everyone was so friendly and so sweet. And I got to, you know, meet, meet them all. And there is such a, a awesome group of people. Um, the Mercs, I feel like Mercs everywhere. I've been, I've have always felt they're awesome, uh, but I really appreciated the California Mercs. And they were like, well, you should come to like, the movie, we're going to go see Rogue One was re-released. It was right before Andor came out. So we're going to go see Rogue One at the El Cap. You should come with us. And then that was like, oh, we have an extra ticket to the Andor premiere. Do you want to come? And just, you know, and I, it was crazy. They're giving these tickets to me. I'm sure they knew plenty of people who would have taken them. But yeah. and they just met me. And they, they gave me that just because, you know, we had the Star Wars thing in common. And that made me really appreciative for this community. And and I, I'm very grateful for them and still keep loosely in contact with a lot of them and hope to see them again soon. Yeah. I got to get some friends like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, you are. <laughs> I got to get, get people who I can just talk to and be like, guess what? I have tickets to the premiere. <laughs> Here you go. Pay I'm sure it's going to happen to you. You'll get One there. You will. You will. You'll yeah. I, yeah. You're probably not seeing a lot of uh, 
fans your age in the community, but you know, you still have a, a lot of people who are rooting for you, you know, mm -hmm. and you know, they they enjoy hearing you talk and think and you know you're you're brilliant, you know, and you know. So yep. I, I think that's 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 the draw. That's what this community is about is just creativity and giving back, you know, and helping others. So you know you stand for that, don't you? What? <laughs> well and I you know I found you guys from Mark Daniel. Mark yeah, Daniel's oh wow. Because he's a, we saw he's a great him, friend of ours, yes. We saw him at Chicago and he was he took a picture with Safi, uh my youngest daughter, who's not right now, but she does triple zero. And so I just always liked that picture. He just seemed so, you know, so nice. And so I followed him. And then he was, I think you guys were interviewing him. And I was like, wait yes. a minute, they're from not far from where we're at. So <laughs> yeah. that that's that's where it all came about for us. Aha. Uh -huh. Okay, that's it. Yeah, I was trying to figure out exactly how we connected, Mike. I know mm -hmm. just just feel like we we've known each other for so many years, but it's not right. that long ago. But yeah, right. We gotta go with some cons together. Yeah, like, like well, make some costumes or something. And we can join the, wait, are you guys going to like Chicago this year, Fan Expo? Probably. Chicago? Yeah, are you going to any other conventions this year? Expos or anything? Uh, we don't we haven't planned yet because yeah. With Zoe with the with the writer's strike, that kind of put her her um move out west on hold. So we didn't really have plans. <laughs> yeah. So like even we'll fan see if there's any this summer. Yeah, we're, we're gonna look this summer like um but she's working and saving for California and Dutch Wonderland needs her on the weekend. So <laughs> understood. understood. I'm doing, I'm doing a, I'm doing a, there's a, there's a flea market con, a Joppa con in Joppa town, Maryland. It's a con that doesn't cost any money. Job is. Wow. Yeah, it doesn't cost any money. So um, a couple friends of ours are taking some of our extra star Wars loot to see if anyone wants it. Wow. So that's, that's, Who I, decided to name the place Jabba town? Yeah. A job yeah, about, a yeah, yeah. We'll get some more information about that, Mike. That that sounds interesting. I love that. Yeah, I know. I I know nothing about it. I know. Yeah. I, we we were just like well, I because my house is overrun with pops and we're and I'm and I'm building armor and I love costumes, but they take up a lot of space. Mm. So we gotcha. have to re readjust our collection. Understood. Because I also don't want like I like to display them. You know. Um, yeah. We have we more Q and A. Oh, yeah, we have what? more Q&A. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I built uh, Empire, Vader Empire Strikes Back last year. Wow, yep. And Keller and Beck for celebration, currently building a custom Jedi fin based nice. on fan concept art. That Good man. Awesome. That's awesome. That that sounds like someone knows what they're doing. I like that. Wonderful. Okay. Yeah, I'm working on an ESB Vader right now. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. The hardest yeah. part is I'm short, so... Uh -huh. I, I might be able to help. Do you have a lightsaber already? I don't have a lightsaber yet. That's going to be the last part. I have everything, but I have to finish the chest box. I have it built. I just have to finish it, and then I have to get a lightsaber. I have the helmet and everything ready to go. Wow. Um, I might be able to help with that lightsaber. Yeah. I just need materials. Okay. To get you okay. building some lightsabers. Yes. I've, yes, I've got some Ahsoka sabers I need electronics for, if that's what you're talking about. <laughs> and X, Resistance X-Wing is cool, too. Someone keeps posting up for that. That's it. That's mm -hmm. it. Yes, nice. It's like sound effects for the sabers? I don't have... They are metal shells with no electronics, no lights, no sounds. Yeah, they're, they're just... I bought the stainless steel, and 
I bought all, not all the parts. I got to put the circuit boards in, but we, we ran into someone at Celebration that said he might be able to do them for me, but I'm trying to, the problem with costuming, Keith, is once you get into it, your projects, you, you get addiction. sidetracked. Like I have Vader in the works. I have two Sabine, I have live action Sabine in the works. I have Sabine season four. four. I have C-3PO. I have my Darth Vader. I have two suits of Stormtrooper armor because my armor is old. I have two suits of armor that I have to finish. I have a uh, a um, Rebels pilot, uh, tie pilot for her. Oh, yes, the animated. So yes, yeah, so we you get you get sidetracked. It builds up. Yeah, it builds with, up. <laughs> because like we all live in Pennsylvania, so painting is it limits what you can do at certain times of the year. So you think, well, I'll just work on this until the warm weather. And then by the time warm weather hits, you have six other projects that you didn't have when, you know, so. Oh, by the way, quick question about the lightsabers. Is it translucent plastic? It, I don't have a blade. It's just, it's literally, I literally just have a metal tube that looks like a Soka Sabers. Well, there's two, this is might be too technical, but some people might like it. There's two kinds of blades. That I don't know much, but Sal, Lizzie's dad, tried He's to fill me guy. in. There's two kinds. There's the translucent plastic that has a, a very bright LED at the end. And then there's ones that have neopixels that run up and down the shaft. And the neopixels seem to be the ones that people are going to now. Because well, the I have no idea how to do neopixels. I know how LED strips work. I mean, it, yeah, so they, that's, they, that's what you want. There's a, there's a website um, that you can actually buy all the materials to build the sabers. Um, so someone directed me to that, but, uh, I'm soldering is it become good at soldering. If you want to build savers, that's the, I already am actually, that's good. I, go. I did sea perch. So I know how to solder wires and all that. Nice. Awesome. Cause my soldering skills is much better in my mind than it is in real life. Mind <laughs> you. I also hate the smell of solder. So, um, I'm going to have to bring those plugs. Any more Q and A? Eric, I go as a resistance X-Wing pilot. Yes, thank you. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Star Wars lawyer, I'm absolutely here for more black boy joy in the fandom. Thank you so much. Thank you. That's awesome to say. More Vaders. Absolutely. Yes. You can never get enough Vader. Well, we already have one right here, so you know. Okay. I uh, Maybe one day I'll get into a Vader costume. There you go. You already are Vader. Yeah, well, well I, go ahead, I recommend, Yeah, I recommend for anyone doing a costume, so... We we've you, I used to do like speak like they'd have some of us speak to people about costumes and stuff, and I always recommended people just do the costume you love. Like, like certain costumes. Some people I see some people do a costume because it's cheap, which I understand. We all live in a world where money is you know, but if you're not into it, you know. And me personally, I like not having my face shown. Like. I just like to be a stormtrooper. Like that's stormtrooper sandtrooper. That's my favorite. Um, and I'm looking forward to Vader too. Uh, but I don't see myself ever doing a costume where I can see my face. I had an old man Han jacket that I would wear once in a while when my friend did Chewie just to walk around. But um, I'd rather be unseen. I'm seen every day by my students, so you know they. I, they that's enough. I'm just thinking. Do you have like um like padding for your helmet so that when you put it on, it's not like hard plastic against yes. your head? Let me see. Good point. So oh, it's a Novus. this is a Novus, but it's the same kind of padding. Um, these are, yeah. and then you just to put them in. Most, I mean, people use all kinds of padding. 
Um, yeah. But you, you adjust it. That's You make your armor exactly so it fits you perfectly. Yeah, I would um, glue the um, padding in. Yeah. Yeah, that works. Yeah, it's interesting because, like, I don't, you can't really see them, but I have, like, my gray, my epilogue Sabine helmet up there, and that one has more padding Oh yeah. than my other ones, because my other ones, I wear a wig, and the wig gives me my padding yeah. that I need. Yeah, so you, you adjust sense. it to yeah. what you what you need. There's, there's the wigs. There's the wigs. <laughs> is oh, that look the, at that. Yeah. Is that the special Boba Fett helmet I see in the back? That oh. is. Uh, I, that's... Uh, a, a black series. A friend of mine was getting rid of it, and it's my. It's one of my favorite ones because it didn't come with a box, and I didn't have to save the box. The collector and mm -hmm. me didn't have to worry about the box being stored somewhere. Awesome. I keep my box. I used to have a collection of, of we boxes. We have. A, we have. We have a lot of boxes, and I, and when he said, "Hey, I want to sell this," and I don't have the box, I was like, "I definitely want that," so I don't have to save save the box. Yeah, Zoe. Zoe, I want to ask you about your costume, Sabine. I mean, it's a, it's a fantastic looking costume. Why did you decide you wanted to be Sabine? Why did you want to go to Sabine? Yeah, it, it was a bit timing because, uh, you know, and there are a lot of people who do awesome adult Jawas, but when you're a Jawa, you run into, especially at events like baseball games where people have some drinks, uh, you get a lot of people in a, um, you know, at events telling you like, Oh, it's a tall Jawa. Oh, this Jawa is tall. Oh, that's the Jawa on steroids. And, you know, of course, you don't want other people's opinions to influence yeah. the costumes you wear. But when you're, you know, when especially when you're a kid and you're trying to do these events, you know, it, it weighs on you after a while. Of, you know, you hear those comments every single time. So I was kind of looking for another costume to graduate to. And I really, I liked Mandalorians. I was actually thinking for just a little bit about Bo-Katan. Because yep. I was like, oh, because at the time that was like the the girl Mandalorian, like the only one really yep. that had a role, and she was cool. Um, so I was like, oh, maybe I'll do a Bo-Katan. And then Rebels um, didn't come out, but they started marketing it. And so there's like the Meet the Rebels videos and like all the marketing. And I saw Sabine, and I was like, sorry, Bo, it's you, it's Sabine, it's Sabine. You know, she was purple and she had awesome hair. And her costume looked more comfortable, <laughs> and um, she was just so cool. And she, you know, and I think that was Rebels also came out around a time. I believe I was thirteen when Rebels started, and Sabine was sixteen when Rebels started. So she's only a couple of years older than me. Um, I I related to a lot of the things she was going through throughout the show, um, and it was it just kind of it was you know I think timing and just. Um, she was a character that matched me aesthetically, matched me personally. Um, and I think those kind of grew each other too. I, it, my first reaction was she looks cool. And then, you know, and she was cool. She like blew stuff up and she painted and like, that was awesome. And then I think the fact that I cosplayed her and the fact that I loved her so much aesthetically and her, you know, she only got better throughout the seasons, uh, with each new look, um, really helped me that like drew me in to connect with her emotionally even more than I already would have. Uh, so that was what drew me to Sabine and, you know, and she's a fun one to do at events. Kids didn't always know Sabine, but now more kids do know Sabine. So it's fun. Like we've done some events where there's like a, like a drawing table or a coloring table for kids. And so it's cool to be Sabine and like compliment their art 
because they're like, whoa, like Sabine's an mm -hmm. artist and she likes my art. I'm like, yeah, don't ask me to draw anything because I'm not <laughs> super good at that. Um, but yeah, so. And that was my first build. That was my, like I built Stormtrooper armor and I the Jawas I built, but I had bought someone sewed the ropes. I just built the masks and I, I could do that kind of stuff. Um, but that was scary because, you know, as a, as a parent, you want to do the best you can. Like, like I have, I've been in the 501st since 07. I have one costume. Zoe has. You have. You have. You I have, mean, but I have one approved. But you yeah, have like you four approved. or five costumes. Sapphire. I, I only have one approved. That's true, but um, but I make her own, and it, it, the, you can see the one behind us. Um, I don't know how to sew. I, I think this I. I think I. First, this is the first belt. I yeah. don't use this belt anymore. First belt, first pants and shirt. Those don't fit me anymore. Um, but we, I, I didn't know what to do because I had never done anything like this. So I took. We went to Target, and I bought. Two a black and a gray spandex shirt, and I bought a pair of tan pants, and I took it to a seamstress around us who does like ballerina ballerina dress. stuff and stuff for Amish people and, or whatever. And I just took her pictures of this fictional character, and I said, "Can you make this look as much as possible like this?" And she did a she did, she a, good did a very job. good job. And uh, um, I'm a little sad it doesn't fit me sometimes because those were pretty comfortable. Yeah. Um. So you just kind of learn, and, and, and that was when. You know, I was just meeting the people, and that's how I met Lizzie's dad, Zoe's co-host on Star Wars Geek Girl. Um, I met him because at the time when we started our costume, like I start, I over-researched things, so I started looking into the costume probably right when his show, right when she showed an interest. And I had there was there was only I think two other people that made the costume, and Sal was one of them. And I just had tons of pictures of his wife in Sabine. And because at the time it was before Lizzie did something, and I was just trying to measure things. Like I literally, Keith was. It's the only time I use math sometimes as a math teacher. But I would have a picture of Sabine's hand, and I would use. I would make a scale ruler. Okay, look, her fingers are this long, and that's how I would scale to make the blasters. So I would. I would then that would be my ruler, and I would make a, the blaster so it would match the size of her hand when she was holding it to get that profile picture. So whenever you're learning proportions in school, you pay yeah. attention because they help with costumes a lot. And now with 3D printers, it's a little easier, but it's still, it, it's fun. I mean, I, when I'm done work, I, I still just like to go out in the garage and work on costume. So. Cool. You know what? I think I might actually make my own lightsaber. Okay. Cause the thing is like different lightsabers have different structures. Like Darth Vader's, is like mostly round. Yoda's saber short. The dark saber's got that flat sword-like edge. So, you know, there's different. There's different slices for each lightsaber. You know. Well, I'll send them. If, if you want to make it, I know you you were talking about custom Mandalorian, custom Jedi. You can do saber guild. Learn how to fight. Oh yeah. Learn how to fight <clears throat> with lightsabers for their shows. And it's exercise. And it's actually nice. very fluid in a lightsaber fighting. Oh. You're, you're actually pretty good, but yeah. But yeah, I, I, I got all the cool flips and tosses and yeah. like the uh, the catching of the lightsaber and the, you know. <laughs> well, and they're and they also use sound mixers, like mm -hmm. people to mix sound for them because they'll mix a whole show, like they'll mix the whole show with it, it. I would put it. It's close. It's a combo. It's like a combo of dance and martial arts. The way the saber guild does their stuff. Wow. Because they're yeah, not just hitting; they, they actually practice. That you know, it's it's like a it's like a, a dance. Yeah, I think I'm so good at lightsaber training. I would have survived all the clone troopers. 
Oh, there really? you go. Okay. All right. That's great. <laughs> Remember when Yoda just went ham on all those clues? He was like, I'm not having this. <laughs> and just, just started, started beating them up. Yeah. That was hilarious. So, Zoe, Star Wars inspired you to become a filmmaker. Can you tell us a bit about your experience so far? Yeah. Well, yeah. So, Star Wars was something, I, you know, we're talking about you know, lulls between Star Wars, like for you between Jedi and Phantom Menace. I never had to wait quite that long. <laughs> but no. between, you know, Clone Wars and when, you know, when Clone Wars ended to Rebels and Force Awakens and everything, there was a couple of years there. Um, so for me, Star Wars was something that I could look back on and specifically looking back into the behind the scenes stuff, which is what, you know, really piqued my interest. Um, and my, you know, my dad was also always interested in it too. So I was like another layer of Star Wars that we could now talk about more. Um, so then I went to, you know, I wanted, that was, I decided from learning about, you know, just Star Wars, but then expanding that to learning about behind the scenes of everything. Um, I just inspired me. I was like, this is, I think that's what I want to do. It looks fun. It looks like something, you know, I'm, I'd be passionate about, about, you know, telling stories and, and seeing these visions come to life. And I mean, you know, I, you know, I've talked, we've been talking this whole time about how much star Wars has impacted us and changed our lives. And, you know, the idea that I could contribute to that, to do maybe have something, you know, to do so, do that for somebody else. Uh, is you know, really, really awesome idea. Um, so yeah. So I went to temple for film school. I was researching schools in PA for film and temple was the one that usually came up as one of the best ones. And, I, I feel a little bad for my poor high school college advisor because she was like, she's like, you know, like it's smart to, to, you know, like apply to other colleges. And I was like, no, I'm going to Temple. And she was like, well, what if you don't get in? I was like, well, I'm getting in. So, <laughs> <laughs> and I got in, you know, so it worked out. Um, and yeah, and I, you know, COVID derailed college for me a little bit, but um, I got to do that last semester in LA, which was really cool and, and neat people star wars and not and you know like i said with the writer's strike jobs are a little harder to find so um but i i still just be ready to go when it um, stops yeah and you've done a documentary i believe right in, in regards to uh trooping with your dad mm -hmm. yeah that was um my first like my first like final project for school was a documentary about trooping i actually it was, um, I featured my dad and then I featured Sal, uh, Perales of the Rogue Rebels, another dad of Star Wars, and, um, the, at the time, uh, a Lorad of Mavoyla, the Pennsylvania clan of the Mercs, because he also, he troops with his son, um, both as Mandalorians. And yes, I did. And that was really fun to make. It was cool to talk to, to them and, you know, do an interview and really get in depth about those experiences with with everybody and to put them all together and see you know where they differ where they're the same and it was it was really fun and you did temple smash temple for smash. anyone that went to temple she was a what were you what was your job at temple smash? oh i had so many i and i ended up what by the time i left ended up executive producer of the digitals department so right. she doesn't have a producer for a podcast but she was producer of temple smash <laughs> That's okay. That that is okay. Uh, let's see. You know, post your comments or questions if you have them. 
Alex, hey, hey, look at this. Alex, our friend. You're it's late, young for being man. Late. Hope everyone... <laughs> <laughs> Better late than never. That's all right. Hope everyone's having a great day. All the best with filmmaking, Zoe. How about that? Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Eric, I can't pick one character that I think truly reflects me. I have mm -hmm. dozens of characters I could see myself in with certain aspects. Yeah, that that is tough. You know, when you have so many characters to choose from. Um, yeah, I, you know, funny thing, you know, I, you're talking about cosplay and I've never done cosplay, um, but I may be leaning towards, you know, looking more into getting cosplay, uh, getting into cosplay. So this is, you know, after this conversation with uh, you and Zoe and talking to the dad batch, um, I may consider it, you know, so I just need to find the, the character that fits me. It, it's known to be infectious to, yes, it is. for us to bring people in. Yeah, it's cool. And, you know, trooping, yeah. it's always fun, I think, when you, you know, because when you get into cosplay, then you just kind of end up knowing a lot of cosplayers, if, even if you, yeah. you know, didn't already. And it's, I think something that's so interesting is, um, you know, you connect with the character yourself, you can get an attachment to them because it's like you see on screen it's like i i made that i wear that i i do that i embody that person and then it's also those characters become your friends right so yes. I, I see kanan and i see kanan and i also see sal and um you know i'll see you know one of our friends he has a royal guard and he's like he loves royal guard <laughs> you yeah. love royal oh, guard yeah. so i see a royal guard or any kind of red guard really and i'm like yeah. well that's chris you know, yeah. and I see triple zero and that's my sister. And um, it's, it becomes another way that you connect to these stories and connect to these people. Except in... for the murdering and killing. Well, yeah, not zero. that part. No. <laughs> uh, but I don't know if you really want to connect with that part. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and it's, it's always you know, fun. It's one of those things we all love when someone texts us or messages us and says like, oh, like I saw this thing and thought of you. And it becomes this constant thing. You know, I yeah. get, I still get, Especially now with the Ahsoka series coming out, anytime there's anything Sabine, anything Sabine, I get tons of messages, tons of messages, of, um, of like, you know, people think, <laughs> people think they're so coy. Oh, um, yeah. they're like, did you see the news? Or like, when, or even like when Zeb was on the Mandalorian, they're like, did you see the new episode? No spoilers. But I was like, I was like, okay, six people <laughs> messaged me about if i saw the mandalorian that they don't send me every week so i was that uh, that week i was like is sabine in this episode i was hmm. like That's, i was i knew something was up yeah she's <laughs> coming my, my my fellow teachers are that way they're like did you know there's a new star wars movie coming out like and it's like the day that we got an early screening and saw you know what I mean? <laughs> because um yeah I, I i can't express enough like the just Star Wars in general with the characters, but but the but the trooping part has become such a part of our life. And it doesn't when and we say that we don't mean someone has to join a group. Like I think some people think when we talk, if you're if you're someone who likes the group, you can, but but most of the groups will help you just build. If you decide, look, the group thing isn't for me, but I'd like to do it on my own, most will help with that as well. Mm -hmm. Um, but I like the groups because my my girls grew up. With when we would go to a troop, you had every walk of life, and and people that I might not have because we we depending on where you live, you become like a you live in silos. Like if if I wouldn't have had trooping, she I wouldn't have met most of the people that I hang out with outside of work. So my kids would have just been exposed to teachers, 
And now, you know, we have friends from doctors to tattoo artists to mechanics that are just that we they, we hang out with. And I think that's a good way to, to we have something in common. Wow. Excellent point. Yeah. All right. We have more Q&A. All right. Very nice. Eric, is there a Star Wars film you change your opinion on? Interesting question. No. Star. <laughs> I, I know some of Keith's opinions. <laughs> I will say, and I know Keith will disagree with me, and I'm ready for that. <laughs> um, when I first walked out of the theater after seeing The Rise of Skywalker, I, I didn't, like, I wouldn't say, like, strongly dislike or hate it, but I was like, hmm, that was, like, that was a lot, and I wasn't sure how I felt about it. And now as every time I rewatch that movie, I, I feel like I grow a greater appreciation for it. And um, I like it more. There's still things, you know, this is can go for any movie Star Wars or not that I, I don't like as much. Um, but, you know, I definitely grow an appreciation for, for the vision behind that movie and, and some of the, the elements of it. Yeah. Um, that's a good one. That's the one. All mm -hmm. right. <laughs> so, one, I can relate about the whole thing with people, you know, just coming coming and being like, did you see everything new that came out with your favorite character? <laughs> when Ahsoka comes out, I won't even have DMs because it'll have been blown up 10 yeah. minutes ago. Um, and secondly, I, I, I walked out the Rise of Skywalker. We saw that on my birthday, and I'm like, I'm rethinking my life. Why did I watch this? But did you change your opinion? Well, yeah, yeah I, I think mean, Dad felt the same way because we went to a Lego store and spent like a hundred dollars on Lego sets for the same movie. Well, okay, so we okay we left the theater. We did not like the Rise of Skywalker. No. Right? Do you like it any better now? Absolutely not. I don't <laughs> like it. Anymore. I like it less than what I did. Okay, yeah. So yeah. So the question is. Okay. So the question is no. Did you change? Yes. Anything that changed your mind. Um, Short answer, no, it got worse. No, understood. <laughs> understood. Uh, for me, it would be Revenge of the Sith. Um, I thought it was, when I saw it the first time, I was okay with it. Um, I thought the change happened very quickly with Anakin turning to the dark side. Dark side. I couldn't really understand how he turned so quickly. Um, yeah, um, I think that was the, the, that was something that bothered me a lot. You know, I just, you know, the change didn't happen it happened too drastically. I think it should have happened a little more. It may or should have been spread out over the three films. You know, like say if uh, Anakin started off as a teenager in The Phantom Menace rather than a nine-year-old, and then you can so gradually see how Anakin is changing and moving towards the dark side. But I think in the third movie, it just happened so quickly. But I've actually come to like the movie a little bit more. I think it's the best movie of the of the uh, the prequel trilogy. Actually, well, you didn't really have that good of a selection. Well, well I yeah. mean, to me, the best one was the Phantom Menace. Yeah, because it was the OG prequel. Mm -hmm. You know, I think I think it was the best one because mm -hmm. it made the most sense. I take that back. It did not make the most sense. It it it, it was good. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Okay, it was better than Attack of the Clones. Mm -hmm. just personally. Uh, 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 I feel like Anakin committed some hate crimes in Revenge of the Sith <laughs> yes. against children. Yes, that's true. Right. That's something, you know, I can understand that. Anakin that seems be... strongly anti-child. Yeah, well, he was anti-Jedi, you know, so it didn't matter what age you were, unfortunately. But that's that's the story. That's the lore, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. Mike, um, Mike what about, do you have a, a change of heart on any of the films? See, I, I'm I, I'm like a such a Star Wars junkie. I like them all. Like, yeah. because I always pick, like, even the ones, probably the one I probably, this is, I know this is sacrilegious, but the one I probably dislike or like the least would be Re Return of the Jedi. Oh, and I know which, and, and I, I only think no. the reason is that was came out the same year I was getting ready to drive. So I was working on cars and stuff like that. So it kind of, it wasn't, it was the least predominant in my life. Every single other one there was, you know, like I, I could probably do a whole podcast on every single one and what, what it meant to me at a different time. But then we went and saw in Delaware, they were, before they re-released it, they, there was an old theater that ran one of the old versions of it. And I just, I just really, just really enjoyed it. You know, so I'm at the point now where, I mean, even, even the holiday special I like, so, you know, wow. He says okay. that, and then we go to watch it, and he's like, uh, I don't remember it being quite like this. Well, right. I didn't understand that. Anyone, our, like anyone that. Kerwin and I's age would yeah. tell you that that's how all the holiday specials were. Like, my grandmother, we had to watch Donnie and Marie and all True. those ones, and they were yeah. all the same. It was a variety like, show. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it wasn't yeah. any worse than any of the other ones. Yeah, and nowadays it's so different because pretty much everything you do in fandom now, if I would have done in high school, you would have got beaten up. Like if you said to a girl, "Hey, do you want to go to a comic book con?" You would have got beaten up. If you would have said, "Do you want to play Dungeons Dragons?" You would have got beaten up. You know what I mean? Like, like it was. <laughs> if you would have said, "I want to dress up in, as a character." You would have got beaten up. They would have waited. Wow. You know, like it's it's a whole different world. You know. Yes. It like is. I can imagine if I would have said to my wife, in when I first met her, "Hey, do you want to on the first date? Let's go get dressed up like Star Wars characters and go to a con." Well, you should tell you, your Phantom Menace story. Yeah. Well, my when we went to see the Phantom Menace, my wife said, "I'm going to do my hair like Princess Leia." And this quote will haunt me for the rest of my life. I said, uh, I don't want people to think we're one of those weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> Even though deep down we are. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yes. Uh, I proposed to my wife with the Amazing Spider-Man 289, where he proposed to Mary Jane. Ooh, I, I taped like the that. ring on the back page, and I changed a bubble so it said missy will you marry me instead of mary jane oh wow you nerd <laughs> that, <laughs> that, is awesome. is, that is the best move that is awesome <laughs> i like that I well she knew what she, she was getting. a round of applause <laughs> good job mike good job <laughs> i'll say something though i i remember i don't know why but i was watching attack of the clones and I'm sitting there and I'm like, I, I watch Anakin yell over Obi-Wan holding him back. And I'm like, you know, I don't remember it being this staged. Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> yeah. I really don't remember any of this. Yeah. Um, why does he have two different lightsaber colors this entire movie? Um, what was with the Tuscan Raiders? Uh, what was with Obi-Wan's haircut this movie? Yeah, there's a lot going on in that, yeah, in that movie. Especially no, with Obi-Wan's haircut. Yeah, I understand. He had that. a better haircut in episode three. I agree. I agree. We have more Q&A coming. Okay. Wow. Alex, I don't know if I mentioned this, but Zoe and Mike, do you have a favorite Star Wars show or movie? I mean, the show for me is always going to be Rebels. 
um, that I think, I mean, you know, it's a very good show. It's masterfully written. I think all the characters have such strong arcs. Um, so there's that aspect, but I also, it, again, like I said, it came out at such a, a perfect time in my life. Um, and it connected me to so many people. And, you know, I think sometimes we try to, you know, we try to separate things and put things in boxes and be like, well, this is like, you know, how I feel about the show. And like, this is it. And like, try and figure out like this part of the show and separate it. And I, I think that's, I don't know. I don't like to separate things. You know, I think my emotional connection to the show and the, and to the people that it, it connected me to, I think that's just as much a part of my love for it as the incredible quality of the show. Um, yes. Movie wise is Rogue One because Rogue One is awesome. <laughs> Well, I, I would say my show it, it changes. Like my Star Wars depends on like um if you would have asked me this like right at when COVID was happening, I would have probably said the Mandalorian because it's what brought me and Zoe together when she was in school. And she talks a little bit about that on our Star Wars story. So the Mandalorian was like that first thing that came out. But then it makes me think back of the Clone Wars, the Clone Wars movie which I know a lot of people make fun of. That was the first Star Wars movie I saw multiple times in the theater because I had my own money. I could, you know what I mean? Like, and, and Zoe loved it so much that we just, we just kept going and seeing Clone Wars. And I said this on a couple podcasts too. Safi, my youngest, she was, she got scared of Ventress. So when he's, when she's strangling Rex, she always had to go to the bathroom and they were little. How old were you guys then? She would have been five. She was five. So I couldn't just like go to the bathroom. I had to, you know, walk. So I missed that the first couple of times. But I would say the Clone Wars movie and TV show, because we would watch it Friday nights or whenever. Mm -hmm. There for a while, they shuffled it around. And I would pre-watch the show sometime because I didn't want, I you know, I didn't want her to be scared. You know, like the, the um, Grievous Lair was the first time my wife and I had to have a conversation. Like, is that too much for her to see? You know, yeah. Padawan dies and stuff like that. But yeah, let I, me watch it. we let her watch it. We, we just, <laughs> well, because the other part, being a parent, you, you know, you have to watch. But what I've seen with Star Wars for Zoe and for even for me and, and Sappy, sometimes your fandom lets you experience those emotions like if you have a loss, sometimes it's hard to experience that emotion at the time because everyone's trying to help you and, and you just you want to and, and then you can cry over a character passing in a show because it lets you experience all that emotion. But then you can shut it off if you need to, you know, and it help it helps you, at least for me, it helps you get through some stuff. Gotcha. Very good. Star Wars lawyer says if I had to pick one character, Ahsoka. She's strong, smart, adaptable, but is always on the side of right and truly looking into what it means to be on the right side for her and others. Well, well said. Yeah, we're we're big Ahsoka fans here. As a matter of fact, that's your favorite character. Yeah, that's yeah. my favorite character, too. Did you see yeah. her Ahsoka we took out to London? Keith, did you see Zoe's Ahsoka costume, costume. from London? No, I don't know. No. You had to paint her orange. She... Yeah, I got painted orange. <laughs> yeah, that took oh, that was two okay, hours. Yeah. I think, getting painted. Oh, I'd love to see that. Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I wouldn't, I wouldn't want so the orange paint on my face. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, I pity, I pity whoever had to clean up that 
that bathroom. We, okay, I have, I have to contain. They're probably like, they looks like, yeah, someone had a whole bunch of Cheetos or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, understood. Yeah, I'm like, somebody dumped a bag of Cheetos out in here. <laughs> yeah, Alex, I feel the same way. Purple, I just dyed yes. my hair. It was orange and purple everywhere in that bathroom. Yeah. There's always a cleanup. Yeah, yeah Alex said I feel the same way. Six. Yeah. Uh, there are multiple characters that I can relate to for different reasons. Yeah, absolutely. There's just so many to choose from. But now, Kerwin, did you did you watch the old um, Flash Gordon before when you were a kid? You know what? No, I have no recollection of seeing Flash Gordon on TV at all. I mean, I remember Batman, Superman, um, but not Flash Gordon. Who's that? No, Flash Gordon. Uh, he's a character from from the future, you know. So I don't even know How much. How many flashes are there? Flash Thompson. Flash it's not Flash, the same. It's not Flash the same Flash. It's true, a different right? Yeah. It's a yeah. Yeah, Flash I don't have any fry, recollection Flash of, of watching. See, yeah. I think since I was raised by my grandparents, I kind of got the same experience as George Lucas, even though I'm younger than him. Because my grandfather watched like Flash Gordon and he watched all the old military like growing up. We just had a black and white TV with three channels on it. Yeah. And and I saw a lot of those things. And the, the old Flash Gordon, it comes back to the characters with some people might call them two dimensional, but they would have like a whole planet was just bird people. And all the bird people were a certain way, you know, where there was a whole planet of and it, and it it was I don't know. It, it was. It seemed when you think back of it, I see how George Lu George Lucas was influenced by it. Hmm. Uh, I don't know how watchable they are now. Like I've never searched up the old black and white Flash Gordons, but but when hmm. I was a kid, I loved them. Yeah, I'd have to find a clip of that. You know, maybe you and I could watch it together, see what you think, mm. or, or maybe not. <laughs> no, you know, I would be open to that. Yeah, but um, no, black so. and white is not my thing. Um. So, okay. From Star Wars Lord, was that the Ahsoka meetup in London? I was. I wasn't in costume. I wore my Ahsoka costume on a different day because we were, it was hard because I really wanted to wear it for the Ahsoka meetup, but we were timing it out and we'd be like, okay, the makeup's going to take a while. And it was like, we were queuing up for panels super early and like figuring out like having to go to my panel and like good all the different stuff. And it yeah, just, I think it if... didn't work out that day. It was good for me to, because that was the first time we ever wore it. So we had no idea what we were doing. With the makeup like true stuff. cosplayers we never tried it on until the day we wanted to wear it <laughs> on, on another continent <laughs> yeah uh so i yeah. was i was there i was around the area i wasn't like in the picture or anything but i was hovering over yeah there. we were right I at the top we were at the top of I, the steps i might have been in sabine you were in sabine probably i was either sabine or normal close because we when and keith knows because keith keith just cut it for his last panel when you have a panel we we had the plan, and unfortunately in London we were like two blocks away from the venue, and they were long blocks. So we had to, like, okay, look, do we feel like walking back? Because I even took the the prisoner suit to do the running of the of the prisoners. I had ah, it in my bag. I had it in my bag, and they were like, oh, we got to queue up. And I was like, I really don't feel like walking back two blocks because it was like a whole day of <coughs> doing stuff. So. Well, yeah, because we were queuing up at like 4 a.m. because we didn't get the yeah. um, panel lottery for some of the ones we really wanted to see. So we were queuing up at 4 a.m. to make sure we got in, which we did. We did, but it made long, like, and Zoe and I, when we do cons, I think we drive some of it we go with. We usually do well with two or three hours sleep. But if you catch us at a certain time of day, we might not even remember we talked to you. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, there's so, so much going on at, at these yeah, uh, conventions and celebrations. Yeah. I probably did. And I think I remember seeing you pass by me in your color and back. I think because you said you did that costume. I think I remember that. I just didn't like, wasn't aware. <laughs> See, I always miss the TikTok people because I think they look at me and like, that old guy's not on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> Alex, old shows for Keith to watch: Flash Gordon and Knight Rider. Yes, we talked about Knight Rider. <laughs> that's that's around our time, Mike. Knight Rider. That was oh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. No well, the Knight, the Knight Rider car is going to be down at JoppaCon Saturday. Oh really? Wow. How about <laughs> yeah. that? Okay. We're gonna have to figure out how to get there. All right. They said, "What Star Wars character would I? I would always. I would want to do C three PO." What would you want to meet? Yeah, the real character I would want to meet C three PO. Nice. You know the Star Wars character I want to meet. Who would you like to meet? Sleep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. All right. We're gonna. <laughs> well, Keith, I met Harrison Ford when they were filming Witness, which is an. Amish movie. I don't know. That's right. But um, I got his autograph. I was like like 16 or 17. And I had such a junker car that when I was driving home, the autograph blew out my window through a hole in the Oh, no. Oh, Some Amish kid probably found some scribble on a piece of paper when he was walking and didn't know it was. Oh boy, yeah, that's right. Witnesses filmed in Lancaster. Yeah. Yeah. So Eric said you could try to buy the rights to Flash Gordon. That's true, and he couldn't get it, so he made Star Wars. That's absolutely true. Yeah, that's the story. Well, yeah. and they made a they made a Flash Gordon movie, which isn't as good as the original um, mm -hmm. series, but they also made a Flash Gordon cartoon in the eighties under that same style of like Thundar the Barbarian stuff like mm. that, and it, and. That one actually was a, that was more true to the the original um, Flash Gordon television show. Gotcha. Filmation. I don't know if that was a filmation one or not, but um, yeah, I don't remember that either. I know there was a, a, a film, Flash Gordon movie that came out in the eighties with the uh, the yeah. Queen. Yeah, 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 that was like a yeah, yeah. that was. But there was yeah. some, there was some old old ones. I don't know. Yeah, like I said, my grandfather watched those. My grandmother was she was just very supportive of Star Wars with me, but she I don't think my grandmother even ever saw Star Wars. All right. Any final comments? Let's post them. All right. Let's talk about it. Yeah, just uh, you know, we're gonna wrap it up. Uh, I had one question left for you, Zoe. Uh you have a podcast called Star Wars Geek Girl. What are the rewards and the challenges of creating a podcast? Um, honestly, we haven't recorded a podcast in a while because our biggest challenge is scheduling, um, yeah. was, you know, I just graduated college, Lizzie's in college, and then, you know, I'm working a lot and she's working a lot and it's, it could be hard to, or it's, it's the phase in, in life we are in right now and it's just hard to, to schedule and find a, a time where, where you have enough time to, to sit down and, and podcast as much as I love it. It's, you know. You know, it's a... But what's the positives? Positives? Yeah, I mean, rewards. I mean, something that always means so much to me is at cons. So, like, especially Celebration, there's a lot of it. Um, but even at, like, Fan Expo um, and stuff is having people come up and say, like, I listen to your podcast and I like it, you know? Because I think 
um, sometimes it can feel a little bit like, especially when you're not live streaming, where you're not getting those comments in real time. Um, sometimes it can feel like you, you know, record this podcast, you spend your time on it, you stress about scheduling and do all this stuff, and you just kind of throw it out into the void. And sometimes it just feels like, like no one's even listening. There are times it's just kind of like we're throwing it out there, and to have you know, people like real people that I can see and they're living and breathing right in front of me say like, I listen to it and I, I like what you have to say. And it, it means something to me uh, is, is so incredible um, and incredibly, incredibly rewarding. And just all the people I've met through it, I've met, we're talking about people we met through costuming. Um, I've met so many other people through, through podcasting and just, you know, like, Hey, do you want to, it's, you know, you always send the message like, Hey, do you want to, sit with me for a couple hours and talk about Star Wars. Um, And it's, you know, it's something very fun. I think it's very easy um, to, you know, you get so focused on school and work and all these responsibilities you have. It can be very easy to not make time for those things that you love and just, you know, talking about it. And I think having a podcast has always given me a little bit of an excuse. to you know like even when lizzie and i are busy it's always an excuse like hey can we um podcast not that you need an excuse but sometimes it's you know just what the motivation you need to send that text um to just you know just talk to your friend for a while and the time capsule to just piggyback on hers as a parent and as i'm kind of i'm not a producer like yours i'm just the person that puts it up but (laughs) The time capsule of my child from that she started it when she was 13 i think her first episode and she will be 22 this fall when it when it hits eight years old and there's that time capsule like I had, I had to go through and re-edit some stuff because of some copyright on our intro music a couple years ago I same thing happened to us yeah yeah so i i went and did that and i just got it, i get to hear it i get to hear 14 and 15 year old Lizzie and Zoe talking about how Zoe wants to go to school for film and Lizzie wants to be a chef. And they're both just coming, they're just getting ready to start that part of their life. And it's just just so neat. Yeah. Yeah. How awesome is that? It's, uh, yeah, we we, we love it. It is a lot of work, um, as you know, to put a podcast together, but it's the community that keeps us together, you know, and the bonding that I have with, with Keith that makes this a lot of fun but uh and again it's so much fun to have you both on the podcast especially today father's day so yeah I thank appreciate you so much. Yes. we yeah. love your show uh thank you thank you Keith, i'm thank glad you. we got to keep you up late yeah yeah, yeah he did it he did it. he's all right he's good he's good <laughs> i'm with you i'm with you i i left for work at 6 30 yeah. this morning i'm i'm ready to go to bed soon too <laughs> Well, now if you, if you get up at five and hit the gym before I have to go to camp, yeah, well, see, if you can do that, you're young. See, you, this you, is gonna be fun. You're so spry. If you, if you get out the Dutch oh, Wonderland, oh, that'd be, yeah. So, oh, where, I feel twice as old as I Where can people am. find you, Mike? Zoe, where can people find you? Uh, so for Star Wars Geek Girl stuff for the podcast, we have starwarsgeeker.com as our website, um, Spotify, Apple, uh, all the places you can listen to podcasts, we're on there. Um, and then Twitter is Twitter is uh, SW Geek Girl. Facebook is Star Wars Geek Girl. For me personally, I'm on Twitter at Zoeka A H Z O E K A. I don't use it terribly often. Um, and I'm on Instagram and TikTok as Specter underscore five with the five written out, not just the number. 
Excellent. And I'm, yeah, I'm on um, most social medias as Hanton Star Wars family on Instagram, TikTok. I'm on TikTok more than most, which I know is weird. Uh, I also do a live podcast most Wednesday nights with two other friends um, on YouTube. It's actually piggybacked on Zoe, Zoe's Star Wars Geek Girl channel. So um, we're, we're not we're not near a thousand uh, followers yet, but uh, we'll, we'll work on that. Lizzie doesn't have a camera that works half the time. Excellent. All right, Keith. You want a short version of where people can find us, or wherever? Wherever. Okay. <laughs> Socials. You know the usual. Check out our Patreon page, our website. What else do I do? That's, that's good. That's good enough. Yeah, so, what so, else am I supposed to say? Alex, no, we're good. Final question. Uh, a comment. Not sure if this came through, uh, but I look forward to listening to Star Wars Geek Girl. All the best. Zoe and Mike, thank you so thank, much. Thank you for checking us out. Thank yeah. you. Thanks for having us, though. This is, this this is, is a, so fun. This uh, is this awesome is, I was Father's looking day. forward to this all day, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Same here. You, We, we love you guys. You know, you know, you've always been in our corner and, you know, we're going to be there for you as well. So anytime, anything you need from us, just let us know. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Thank, thank you. you. So, so thank you everyone for listening or watching. Uh, thank you for those who joined the live stream. We really appreciate your comments. This is exactly why we continue to do this. Okay. So thank you once again. So until next time, take care and we will see you again. Bye everyone. See you everyone. <laughs> see ya.